0: Your own personal headley. Someone to sponsor the show, helping us grow. Hand jobs for headley. So, do you got your magical sizzle on, path girl? I
1: uh, I've been single for five months. I have no sizzle left.
0: <laughs> what do you? Mean? No, that's you're not getting penetrated. It's different from sizzle. You can still have sizzle.
1: Well, I'm still getting penetrated. I have dildos. Jeez, I mean, I am a single. I mean,
0: okay, so self penetration <laughs> is still very healthy yes. and very good. Yes. But you got to feel the sizzle in order to attract the sizzle.
1: Okay, so I will, I will, I will channel my inner sizzle.
0: S- Th- there we go. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you. Just cook you on a grill. Cook that little path girl ass on a grill. Don't ask me why I'm going the barbecued human route. I have no idea, but apparently I'm hungry and, uh, oh god! and it's all about sizzle. Fuck it. Let's do a show. The following show is for mature audiences. Only listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Perverted podcast. Scared that your desires might be strange? Perverted podcast. Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted podcast. Yay! Yay! Woo, yeah! Woo. <laughs> That was an incredibly good, okay, over-enthusiastic woo, Path Girl. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion.
1: Recording live from my desktop and wherever the hell Boogie is this week. I don't know if he's in the library or in Starbucks.
0: I am at the death of Starbucks. You are Path Girl, and I, Thoust, am Count Boogie and people are probably very confused right now. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> So first off, hello Bath Girl. How are you doing today?
1: I am doing fantastic. How are you, Boogie?
0: I am doing absolutely fantastic. And to uh, let the listeners know, Kathy has taken a couple of weeks off to handle some Kathy stuff. I know this is all cryptic sounding and shit because the very last show, Path Girl, I don't know if you heard last week's show. Yes. But uh, at the end, um, Kathy was like, oh, I can't quit the show just yet, you know, and we're joking, haha, because, you know, we had a really nice email. I think it was from Kazoo. And uh, so we're joking like, yeah, don't quit the show yet. And then all of a sudden she's like, I got to handle this stuff. She's never had a vacation in six years. And oh, wow. with, her, with her job and with all this stuff, she's just got to wow. handle some shit. And uh, so I'm like, yeah, sure, go ahead. But then I thought, I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, we had that whole thing. No, <laughs> Kathy's not dead. And I'm about 98%... Sh- you mean she could be totally sick of me? You, you. I mean, that is that is always a 100% possibility.
1: Well, Geek, can I ask a question? Are mom and dad getting a divorce?
0: Well, hon, we'll sit you down. <laughs> we'll sit you down because it is pretty much going to be who do you want to live with, which, of course, I'm the cool guy. That's true. I'm, I'm the dad that's going to slip you the cookies, and we're going to go to the beach and do stuff. And then
1: Can you beat my ass first and then give me cookies.
0: Well, I mean, at that point, it starts to get a little creepy, you know. But if it's a role play, fuck it, you know. Yes, I'll beat your ass and put some cookies in your pussy. Yay! And, uh, but no, Kathy should be back. We talk, we talk every few days and she's handling her stuff. But, um, like I said, I don't have, I mean, now with the radio thing, I work a lot more, but she works a lot at her job. Yeah. And then all the other stuff she has to do. So it just got real backed up for her. Yeah. So I said, Hey, we got path girl next week. I'm going to have Solaris and, uh, and, uh, there's another guest that we're having and just, you know, people that have been on the show a lot. And so I called path girl and I'm like, Hey, you're, you're on,
1: <laughs> I am honored to step in her shoes
0: that you're not stepping in her shoes. You're stepping well, in your shoes yes. because, you know, you don't know what that woman has been stepping in. <laughs> You don't know what activity she's doing. She could be out there just stomping grapes or uh, working at a dog park, and you definitely don't want to step in those shoes. That being said, yes. That being said, uh, you definitely have some potato mayhem stuff for oh, me. Yes, I too. am so curious to hear about the slave hunt that you went to.
1: Yes. Yes. Well, it used to be called the Slave Hunt, but now they just call it the hunt for obvious uh, politically correct reasons. But really?
0: Uh, the- fuck them. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go and- ahead. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it used to be called the Slave Hunt just because it was master slaves and stuff. But um, so this event is run twice a year at a local uh, outdoor huge kink place. Um, it's kind of like a big uh, stable area where they also use it for pony play and pony racing and things like that. So the whole premise of the hunt is when you sign up to go, you have to be sponsored to go or you have to be a member of the club. So you, there's different ways you can get membership. So the top that I play with sponsored me. So you can sign up as either a predator, a prey, or an observer. So since this right. was my first time going, I signed up as an observer because I had heard stories about what goes on there, but I wanted to see for myself. So what sure. happens is – um the prey sign up to be chased in the woods. They offer a bounty if you capture them. Some people offer like a bottle of liquor or an Amazon gift certificate or even like a scene, you know, of the of the person who catches them choosing within negotiated limits. And the predators go out and hunt the prey. With paintball guns. Yes. So- <laughs> yes. So
0: many levels of yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, the, the, pre- when, you know, they did five or six heats because it was pretty much around 10 to 12 people, uh, 10 to 12 prey and 10 to 12 predators per heat. So, what it happens is the prey get released into the woods and they get a five minute head start. And this is a big, <laughs> Piece of woods. Now, the prey can go out any way they want. They can go out clothes. Some people had costumes. Some people went out just naked with hiking boots on So they, and go running off into the woods. And then five minutes later, the predators get released, and they go hunting down the prey. Now, they may want to hunt a prey that they're in a relationship with or a friend of, or they may want to go after somebody who's the highest bounty. So they go running through the woods. Now, when the predators actually catch the prey... The prey can put their hands up and say, OK, I give and not get shot with a paintball gun. But, right. you know, probably about half of them are like, no, you can go ahead and shoot me in the bait with the paintball. And, yeah, leave some gorgeous welts. <laughs> one one of my friends, actually, she posted a picture of FetLife and she goes, I don't know who did this to me. And, and the person who shot her said, that's your paintball welt. and Wow, that's impressive.
0: <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I can just see some really horny slaves.
1: <laughs> oh, just well, like well, it...
0: you, you go yeah. hunting through the woods and you're like, OK, where are they? Ha- Wait a minute. What the fuck <laughs> is that? Like, she's literally just ass in the air, leaning over yep. a log going, I'm not here. I'm not- <laughs> but if I was here. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yep, no. no. Can you do you yes. have to only shoot me once? Uh, you might not have got me. You might not have got – how many do you have? Do you have one of those repeater machine gun paintball things? What the fuck? (laughs) Easy prey. Exactly. Exactly. Low-hanging fruit. I love it.
1: Yeah. I mean there are some people that, you know, don't want to go running through the woods, so they kind of make an agreement with a friend that's a predator and go, hey, I'm going to go hide over here and wait two minutes and come find me. But other – you know, there were – yeah. There were actually three prey – that actually hid so well in the woods that they got away from the predators and kept their bounty. But here, here's the second part of the hunt. So that's the first part. Now, once the predators catch their prey, they bring them back. There's a series of whipping posts, and all of the prey fill out, obviously, uh, a card of what they can send to, what they not can send to, as far as like people, things they can be hit with. Um how, you know, what their safe words are, any medical conditions, things like that. And there are postmasters going around, kind of like dungeon mo- monitors, monitoring everything. And then you can also have a friend who's gonna be a postmaster, a post uh, monitor to basically, you know, say, oh, wait, she said not, not with that guy, but that guy's okay. So, um, right. and everybody gets chained up to a whipping post and some people want to get caught right away because they don't stop the whipping post until the last prey is caught or until basically they say all right this last is not going to get caught we're going to blow an air horn and say that's it that's the end of the round wow. so if you're a real masochist you want to get caught right away cuz you <laughs> could spend 20 25 minutes on the whipping post
0: that's amazing that's our uh that's our catch me quick slave like literally yeah. like 30 feet ahead i tripped yeah. oh,
1: no Oh, Oh, you found me. I guess you're going to have to take me to the post now. So, and and the posts, there were, now granted, the great thing about this event, there are male, female, non-binary, there is one of everybody, all walks of life. And the the tops, it's like, it's like kids in a candy store because the tops can go around with all of their stuff and basically walk up to them and go, hi, can I hit you with this? Or, you know, if they know the top, go, hi, I'm going to hit you now. And, you know, kind of show stuff. And. There were people getting hit with anything from paddles and floggers to um they had a table with whipped p- cream pies. So people who were into <laughs> splashing could get nice. a whipped cream pie to the face. They had hoses of cold water. So wow. if you wanted to hit – oh, yeah. There was everything. There was one guy walking around with a mallet. I kid you not. Like a mallet you see at the circus when you go to hit the bell.
0: And That's he was amazing. hitting people with
1: it. Yeah. It was – there was one girl we were watching and she was, she kind of looked like the crazy chick from the craft, but longer hair. She was, she looked like she got run over by a truck. She was getting hit so hard and so frequently. She was smiling the whole time. She was absolutely loving it. And it was That's just like, awesome. yeah, yeah. So two of my friends went out as prey and they came back to the post and we the, the the tops that we know kind of had some fun. We had a little butterfly paddle. So when we were leaving little butterfly marks on her butt and it was really cute <laughs>
0: That sounds like literally the best event in yes. the history of events. That and is And they run it
1: twice a year.
0: That is and of course that's uh, in North Carolina. Oh yes, I'm sorry. That is in
1: North Carolina. Am I okay to you, say
0: this the state?
1: Uh, yeah, you can say North Carolina. I mean anybody who's gonna okay. look me up is gonna see that I signed up for the event. But, okay, okay, um and, and it's it is a public event. And 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 the great thing about this also was it was vaccinated only. And you had to bring your actual vaccine card to the door. You could not bring an image on the phone. They were very strict about that. So,
0: Well, that sounds like a fun event. Um, I think tomorrow night I'm going to be heading into Threshold. Uh, it's that monthly party. I don't know if Kathy's going to be able to make it. She's been so busy. I hope she can make it yeah. and some people.
1: But you can have your potato mayhem. That would be awesome. I would love to
0: next week have something to fucking share. You know, it's been a I mean, at least I had something last month. But no, yes. that's okay. I, I, I'm strategic now. I just vicariously call out and bring people in that have some sexy <laughs> stuff to talk about. <laughs> It's game playing, I know, I know, but fuck hey, it. Hey. It's a it's a good thing. Well fuck it. Let's move on to some shit. Celebrate your vag cause it rocks. Put a needle in your cock on fat life.
1: For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. Oh, I've been waiting to say that forever. Uh. <laughs> I can tell you how many times I've mouthed that along with Kathy, um, you know, at work as I'm listening to you guys. And it's just
0: <laughs> that is amazing. Well, Kathy's sick of saying it, so it's good that you can say it. She'll be very, very proud of you, I'm sure. Yeah. So this post is a lot of fun. I went out mm-hmm. in in a rush to get a bunch of Fet life posts and you gave me some ideas that maybe we'll you know, if uh, you know, if Kathy doesn't come back for a few weeks, then maybe you'll come back you know, sure. again, and we'll do one of those. But I found this post that I thought was really beautifully simple, and I know it's things you and I have talked about, and we've talked about on the lot of show. So we're just going right. to do a short post today, but I think it's going to be an interesting uh, discussion for sure. Princess Love right. 81, and yes. she wrote a very short post that says, what does it mean to be a good girl? And I was like, just seeing the title, I'm like, oh, God, we could <laughs> – We could go, I think we can handle this. Yes. So she has her three things. And her three things are, number one, I am eager to please. Number two, I like being obedient. And number three, I like knowing I am doing as I should. Right. So what I wanted to do is talk about her three points from our points of view. And then I wrote three points of view of what I believe, in In my opinion, is a good girl for me as a top. And then you wrote three for yourself as, as a bottom. Right. So when we talk about I'm eager to please, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, see, me, that just fulfills my little subby heart because it's just I, especially when I'm in a DS relationship, I love – pleasing my dominant. I love doing things without being asked. I like asking for extra work. Even when I've played with my, uh, the top that I play with, it's just, I like pleasing him because you know, the more, the, the, the more he's getting out of the scene, the better the scene's going to be for me. So, um, it, it just really, it really plays into my submissive heart where it's just it gives me a sense of pride almost that it's just, I like doing things without being
0: asked. I think uh, when I read I'm eager to please, I started thinking about the validation because like good boy or good girl is, uh, you know, obviously hearing that is a validation that you get hopefully from someone who, who their acknowledgement is, is meant to be valuable. Right. And, uh, and so in that situation, it seems like something that works best when it's somebody that you respect that's validating you, that's acknowledging you, somebody that you've built maybe some trust with. But I mean, in general, I was thinking outside, you know, because there's in the DS dynamic or whatever your dynamic is in your play, but then there's your dynamic with, uh, you know, with society and how you work with society, you know, and, you know, and you could say being a good boy or good girl, because I do that, and I'll talk about that in some of my other points. But in general, it's a uh, it's interesting to see all the ways that we like to be. Hang on a sec, I need a break because some fucking yeah. some fucking homeless fucking. Fuck just interrupted me and tried to sell me a microphone While you were talking And now he's standing outside my thing And he's fucking standing there literally Fucking half naked with his fucking ass Hanging out and I think I'm gonna run him over I think I'm just gonna run this guy over He's like hey I got this mic right here You're on the mic He's literally just facing his naked ass To fucking the Starbucks window And people are like What the fuck is this fucking asshole doing and he's literally, his pants are almost all the way around his knees, and he's butt naked standing right next to my fucking window. Oh my God. I'm <laughs> like sorry. fucking 10 feet away.
1: That is not the visual. Icon.
0: I would normally, <laughs> I would normally literally, uh, you know, talk about this on the show, but I'd really like to stay in the topic, but I'm a yeah. little distracted a by little whether distracted. or not I've yeah. run this fuck over. Oh, fucking hate. I fucking hate being outside. I hate oh. people. I fucking hate people. Okay. Fucking shithead's finally walking away. Oh my God. He got grumpy because I didn't buy his microphone. I'm like, pointing him away. I'm like, no, go. I'm fucking trying to do a fucking show. And he's like, it's a and I'm like, whatever. Fuck off.
1: I have a microphone. Does it look like I need another one? I'm talking
0: into a microphone, <laughs> you fucking sack of shit. This fucking scabby, fucking naked ass. <laughs> See, this is the fun part I don't get to hear
1: when I'm a listener.
0: <laughs> I'm going to probably leave this in. Because fuck, man, I just want to do a show. Literally, his fucking, literally, his pants were around his ankles and he's tying his shoes or something. His ass facing the Starbucks window and people are like, what the fuck? And then he's like, oh, my pants have fallen down. After fucking a minute. Okay. Just going to talk about validation now. yes. Okay.
1: Okay. He was not a good
0: boy. That was not a good boy.
1: Maybe him bending over and showing his ass would be a good boy. (laughs) uh, Under under normal circumstances, not homeless, scabby ass. (laughs) Look,
0: I just saw that ass. There is nothing good boy about that ass, Path Girl. There is nothing like, oh, wow, good boy. No. Bad. Bad boy. Bad homeless person.
1: Do I need to show you my ass to kind of clear the air?
0: Well, yeah, I'm just going to think about it. I'm just going to okay. think cuz you've sent me pictures before. It's very lovely. There you go. The and uh, thank you. <laughs> and just so everyone who's listening maybe for the first time thinking that I'm anti-homeless, I am fuck you. I fucking hate homeless people. I am homeless. I've been living in my car for two fucking years. I have to go to the library which is homeless daycare every day and listen to their insane fucking stupid victimy shit. I fucking hate. Them. Okay. I hate bad example. Homeless people. Yes. I yes. don't hate just homeless people in general. There are some, I'm sure one or two. I've never met any of them, but there's one or two and I'm one of them. Remember I'm crazy as fucking fuck. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know Fuck it. I'm leaving this. This is part of the fucking show.
1: All right. All right. Just
0: fucking leaving it. This is the shit that All happens right. when I record in a car. At Starbucks to remind me that I failed in life. And that you I, know what? I, if I lived inside, then I wouldn't have to deal with this and so we could do a show. Fucking tweaky, scabby fucking ass. What the uh. fuck is wrong with my life? I failed. I could have been a fucking millionaire. I fucked up. I fucked up so many times. I have not been a
1: good boy. No, you have not. I've been but you married. are eager to please. <laughs> no! <laughs> no, I'm not! Bad segue oh. back to the post. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Bad
0: segue to the post. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, anyway.
1: Uh, yes.
0: Uh, I am eager to please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think I mentioned that before I fucking <laughs> lost my shit. That uh, That it is true that validation... That we seek is very, very important, both inside a relationship and even just in our day-to-day life. We need validation at work. We need validation at school. We need validation. And I'll talk about some of the other things that we need validation in that makes it beneficial. But, okay, we're back on track. Yeah, Sort of. I'm damaged. I'm scarred. But let's go to the second one. Moving on. (laughs) Moving on. I like being obedient, she said. So now I think from my point of view that this really only works well when you have a trust and a respect for the person that you are obeying, right. because it doesn't feel good when you're obeying a shitty boss or a shitty anything, shitty professor. Right. Uh, but that, that high that you get from being obedient and also mm. that there's a good plan. You know, that you trust that, 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 that the things that they are asking you to do are not, and maybe sometimes it's just for them, their benefit, you know, because you're eager to please, but also when you know that being obedient to what they're asking you to do is also benefiting you.
1: Right, right. I mean, and, and being obedient for me, I mean, I do walk the line where I start to brat out here and there, but at the same time, even if I may start pushing that line of obedience where it's just basically this is where I'm supposed to stand and I'm kind of tap dancing on that line, there's ways for me to bring bring it back to being obedient. You know, you could play around with that a bit, but it's just being obedient, you know, whether it being in a top and bottom or, or in a DS, it's just, you know that there's a level of respect there and there's a level of these are kind of the rules and we're going to kind of follow them and being obedient is, it should be its own reward, at least in a submissive role.
0: Sure. Sure. I absolutely agree with that. That's very, very cool. All right. Number three, I like knowing what I like knowing I am doing as I should. Right. Which I think kind of goes along in with the obedience. Right. But once again, taking it outside of just the DS uh, dynamic, It takes a lot of energy to be a nonconformist all the time. Trust me. Right. It takes a lot of energy and it's very freeing when you can trust somebody else's plan and structure and follow it. You know, like when I I'm learning something from somebody who I know they are better at that thing than me. It's actually very freeing to just be able to trust that this person knows what they're doing, especially you know, I've done it with like music and education, and you know, when I was in massage school, obviously these people knew what the fuck they were doing, and it was it was very good to just follow that plan and know that if I follow that plan and not just my plan, that I'm going to be better at it, right? In the end,
1: right? And 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 it's you know doing like you know knowing that I'm doing what I, as I should. You know, from a submissive point where it's just basically you kind of set the rules or set the boundaries of, okay, what are my responsibilities going to be as a submissive? Like, for example, uh, one of the things I love to do with my dominance is I, first thing in the morning, I will go and bring them a cup of coffee in bed. I know they know where the coffee is in my apartment. I know they know how to make the coffee, but it's just... Me, even as tired as I am getting up and getting them that cup of coffee is like, I feel a sense of pride where it's just like, I know he could do this for himself, but I'm bringing him the cup of coffee because this is what I should do for him because it pleases him. And, you know, having to trudge out and, you know, go into the kitchen and make the coffee. it, it, It gives me a sense of pride to do it, doing that. And that's kind of, you know, knowing as I'm doing as I should, where it's just everything that I've negotiated that I'm doing. And it's just, kind of giving me that little swishy bud of the submissive gets where it's just like, I'm doing good things for my, you know, for my Dom or for my Sarah or my daddy.
0: Sure. Absolutely. And in general, even if you're, I mean, even a normal human, and I know we're, I'm starting to trudge into this whole emasculating, uh, you know, macho danger zone. Of You know, because I don't give a fuck. I'm listed on my FetLife profile as mommy now. I don't give a shit what people call (laughs) me, (laughs) you know, just mommy. And I like calling good girls, good girls. So I know there's like a social thing about that, that I'm being whatever. So I kind of am seeking out to just keep calling myself a good boy. Just so I can, you know, just so I can earn the right to say what the fuck I want to say to a woman, you know, so fine. Call me boy. Call me little bitch. I don't fucking care, but you just want it the praise. does. It, huh?
1: You just want the praise.
0: No, no, no. Not even for me. Oh, um, oh, but what I do. Shit. Now I lost my fucking point. That fucking ass just fucking. <laughs> fuck me, dude. God. <laughs> Is there a sugar mama out there who needs, who's got an extra room and a disposable income that needs, I'll fucking bro finger you, we'll set up a thing, massage, three or four bro fingers a week, and uh, I'll keep to myself, you know, just, uh, I'm ready to do it, I'll wear the thong, I'll, I'll wear the thong. I'm totally cool. I don't think it's going to humiliate me. You'll probably only have me do it once and then say, yeah, no, you don't need to ever do that again. (laughs) Just, you know, let's turn off the lights, do my massage, do my bro finger. You've earned your rent. Mm -hmm. You know, let's (laughs) fuck me. God damn it. (laughs) What three things did you write down, Path Girl? This has turned to chaos.
1: Yes, uh, uh, it's you and me together. It's always chaos. But anyway, all right. My three things. The first one is it means that I am valued. Um, And for me, it it means a lot to me when my top tells me that I'm a good girl. It means that he cares about me. We have an awesome friendship and a love for each other that's not based on a sexual relationship. And one of the things he tells the bottoms that he plays with is he likes to show affection by inflicting pain. And in some ways, me bottoming to him is kind of giving him a gift as him topping me is giving him a gift. But in a DS relationship, it's especially important for me because there are times I'm doing so much for my dominant, whether it be bringing them coffee in the morning when I'm really tired or cooking dinner, keeping the house clean, all the things I normally do. That simple little good girl is part of my payment, if you will, for all those services. It makes me stop and actually realize that he's appreciating what I'm doing for him. And even though all the things I'm doing, he could do for himself. That little bit of value and that little bit of appreciation goes a long way with
0: me. Absolutely. What was your second one?
1: So, my second one is it means that I have pleased my top or dominant. Um, and there are some people, especially submissive, that say, I do it for the good girl, and I so do it for the good girl. <laughs>
0: right. At least you're honest. So,
1: when, yeah, I, I, I need a t shirt, seriously when i'm playing with my top and he tells me that was a good girl after a scene i know he's enjoyed that scene and it brought him pleasure to do that scene with me and the times that i've been in a ds relationship when my dominant has told me that i'm a good girl it can mean anything from i did something that helped him to help him out or even i did something really hard that challenged me or even that simple act of bringing him that cup of coffee without having him to ask for it um There was one particular DS relationship I was in that was also kind of CGL. It was like the first time we were both foraying into this and where uh, he was daddy and I was kitten. He worked from home and always, always had piles of laundry. I don't know how somebody who works from home could have so much laundry. But when I'd stay over his house, the laundry would just annoy me because it would be all over his bedroom, all over his house. And I would just go up to him very nicely and say, hi, daddy. I know you're busy, but can I please do your laundry? And he would say, "Sure," and I'd get the laundry done. And later in the day, he would come through and see all the piles of laundry put away, or he could actually walk and see a floor because there wouldn't be laundry there. <laughs> and he would give me a kiss and say, "You know, thank you. You were such a good girl for helping me." And I get my little submissive swishy butt, where it's just like, "I help my daddy. I help yeah. my daddy." And just, <laughs> you know, you do, it for awesome. the, you do it for the good girl.
0: <laughs> do it for the good girl. That's good, but it's got to be authentic. You have to know they mean yes. it. Great. Yes, What's your yes. third third and last one?
1: Uh, my last one means, it means I am listening to my top or dominance directions.
0: Yes. And
1: th- yes. And and so many people that are in a lifestyle, they're just, you know, after you've negotiated what your boundaries are and, and whatever, if they're giving you directions, you're expected to be following them. So... It's different for me whether I'm playing with a top or in a DS relationship. When I play with my top and he gives me directions to spread my legs or, you know, bend over or how you doing and checks in with me and then says, good girl, he understands that I'm listening to his directions and I'm following them. And he may be giving me directions because he wants me to change, you know, change the angle so something will hit better or whatever, whatever his reason is. I'm listening to what he's telling me in a DS relationship. It it could be different. Because there's times I've wanted to do something and my dominant has flat out told me no, because it is the best thing for me and I may not realize it because I'm either angry or upset or whatever. Mm. And even though there may be times where like I'm so frustrated or angry and I'm like, I'm going to go do this bad thing. And the only way you're going to stop me is if you tell me not to do it. So there have been times I've told my dominance, tell me not to do that. Or even there's times where I'm so angry, they should tell me not to do that. So they'll look at me and go, you're not going to do that, right? And I don't break my promises or my my, my vows to my dominance. If I tell them I'm not going to do something, I don't go behind their back and do it. It is a flat-out right. no. I may, It may kill me. It may sit in there going, why are you telling me not to do this? I understand they're telling me no because it's the right thing to do. And later on when I calm down or I'm not angry going – yeah, you're right. I probably shouldn't have you know be thinking about doing that.:
0: My three, uh, from my point of view, and once again, every top has what they desire from a good girl or a good boy, and that that's how they work, how they respond, what drives them, and what makes them grow the most as a top or dominant. So for me, I always put the word "try" because for me, the effort is the most important thing. Obviously, if you're not into what I'm into, then we're not going to be a match. That's just that's obvious. Or if you're not curious about trying or you're not curious to put in that effort, then that's not what I'm into. I'm the type of type. uh, I'm the type of top that is an explorer. And I want to explore with my bottoms and take them on a journey. So if they're not willing to try, not even going to work. So I start all mine with try. And my first one is try to do her best to communicate with me. Very simple. It, it may not be simple for some people, but it is very important to me that I need to know you're at least putting in the effort to letting me know what's going on with you either beforehand, while we're doing something, or for sure afterwards when we're reflecting on it. And it's my job as the top to help my good girl feel that they have permission to do that. And my Michelle's on next with me, and I recorded it yesterday, though. And she talks about a situation uh, that's similar to this that it is so important that you create an environment with your bottom that they feel that they can communicate with you. So it's kind of a two way street. All of mine are kind of two way streets. The second one, uh, that a good girl to me is somebody that will try to be present and let me lead.
1: Wow. Yes.
0: Because yes. you're distracted. Things are in your head. Um, you know, whatever's going on in your life and your day, homeless people fucking sticking their ass right in your fucking face and screaming <laughs> at you. Cause you don't buy their shitty fucking 40 cent microphone while you're trying to record a show. You know, everyone has those distractions, right? And, okay, maybe not those distractions specifically. (laughs) That was special just for Count Boogie. But trying to be present and to come into my presence as the dominant when you know that my goal is to create a place for you that I can control what's going on, that you get to let go, that you get to be just a free being In that, whether it's being a little, whether it's bottoming to me when I beat the crap out of you or do some type of play or any of the different types of play that I like to do with people, that you are going to do your best to put that out. And that goes back to communication, where if you're not in the right headspace, that it's okay. And I've had tons of bottoms that have done this, that in the moment have been like, I'm in my head. Yeah. Because I can see it pretty much most of the time on your face, yeah, when you're not with me, when you've left the building and you're now thinking about other things, right um especially sexually, um, so to say to me i'm I'm in my head right now, I'm a little in my head, that gives me the ability to come in and stop trying to push something that's never going to happen if you're not present. And then we can evaluate that and and reset and maybe that you need some validation and some good girls and and just, you know, some water or whatever. And then maybe we continue or we don't continue because your headspace can't be there. But at least you're going to try to be present with me. And then the third and final goes exactly along the lines of what one of yours was. Don't try not to be the dominant for me. And in actuality, it's a limit for me. Mm-hmm you know i can't play like you do it a couple times i'm going to point it out to you after a while i'm not interested in what we're doing right don't be the dominant for me now this empowers the bottom i have this speech with almost every person i play with Especially when we start getting into sexual things or whatever, if they have a conflict, they haven't had orgasms, whatever, blah, 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 blah. blah. There's all of these different things that people have in their head. Do not assume that I don't like what I'm doing. Do not assume that I want something different than what I have asked you for because I am in control of myself. Right. If I want something from you, I will tell you what I want. And if I don't tell you what I want, then you have the freedom to let go and be in your own place because you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about anything because I'll let you know if I'm not having a good time, then I'll try to shift it towards something that is more enjoyable. Right. If I'm eating your fucking pussy and my mouth gets tired, then I'm going to stop. You don't ever have to wonder and get in your head and ruin the fucking moment by worrying about me. Right. I'm the top. I'm the dominant. I'll fucking let you know. If I stop eating your pussy and I say, hey, I'm going to grab this vibrator or we're going to go to fingers or something, then, you know, right, I'll let you know. But when people and it goes to that thing, the dominant asks, hey, I'm in the mood for a turkey sandwich. And you're like, oh, no way. I'm I'm super submissive. I'm going to go make them a four course dinner. And then I'm going to spend two hours, you know, making this four-course dinner because it's so great because I'm the best submissive in the world. And then you put that in front of me, and I'm like, I wanted a fucking sandwich. Exactly. You just assumed – you just became the dominant. You just told Mm me that my wants don't matter because you're living in your own fucking script. And that is somebody I will not play with for very long if you can't let go. Now then, the problem with that – and I know I'm rambling. But the problem with that is I can't assume that you haven't been negatively programmed by somebody else to not believe. And that's like the, the gift giving thing. Right. Like I don't accept gifts, but there's so many people that are like, yeah, people say they don't like gifts, but they really want a gift. No, I'm not like that. I really don't want you to fucking give me what I don't want you to give me. Right. And I understand that, that there's been people that have failed in that communication and tried to make their bottoms assume what they want. But in my opinion, for me, that's not that's not the dominant I'm trying to be. Right. That's not dominance to me. To me, it's you being able to understand that if I tell you what I want, then you can know that's what I want. And that way, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to be in your head about it. You don't have to spin. Yes. You don't have to distract yourself with that. Right. Because if I haven't communicated with you, that's my failure. Right. That's me failing, because now I'm negatively programming you, and I'm deteriorating the trust that you have that I will tell you what I actually want. Right. So it's a biggie with me. That's actually literally one of the biggest uh, biggest things. Good stuff. Yeah.
1: And thank you, thank you, Princess Eighty One, for giving us permission.
0: Kathy, please don't die. We wanna keep you sexy as a while. If you dropped it, I'd feel I was robbed. Cause you owe me five bucks and you still haven't given me a hand job. Jerky, jerky on my fat knob. Jerky, good cabbage, knob, knob, knob. I'm gonna give my man butter right all over your paws, yeah. Perverted Podcast listener segue. And now I feel the magic. I feel the sadistic magic
2: <laughs>
0: juicing its way through the waves of the interwebs, flying across the cosmos. The juicy sadism of our favorite perverted podcast sadist, Miss Michelle. Hi. Hi. Hola, ¿cómo está? <laughs> ¿Cómo está? Muy bien, ¿y tú? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's been a while since we've talked to you. This is awesome. How have you been? I've been doing really good. I miss you. It's been so long since the love lab together. I oh
2: know. I miss it so much.
0: All of the shenanigans, but you have a party now, right? Kathy has been to the party. I
2: Yes, Kathy's been able to come to the party. I've been doing the sweet sadist uh, high protocol party for uh, about a year or so now, and then COVID hit, so blah, blah. But um, I've reopened it, and now I'm with nine ten WeHo, um, and I've had my third party this the beginning of the month. It's the first Saturday of the month, and it's doing pretty good. It's pretty successful.
0: So now that's you. That's the high – is it a high protocol or just a high protocol dress?
2: Uh, definitely a high protocol dress. Um, it's kind of in flux. I'm still trying to figure it out because I don't think people totally understand what high protocol is right. necessarily. So when I say, okay, now it's time to do the coloring ceremony, they think that I'm actually going to collar someone. I'm like, no, no, no. no. <laughs> like <laughs> – No, just go put your collar on whoever you're playing with. Or, you know, I can put a collar on for you if you don't have someone. But that doesn't mean that you're mine for the night. Oh, that's Which they're always so sad about that. but They get all hopeful? Yeah, poor guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're like, Mistress, I've wanted to be collared for so long. I didn't know it was this easy. Yeah, I just wanted to find a mistress.
2: (laughs) But, yeah, so... Yeah, and I've started doing demos. I'll do a demo the night this this month. I did a demo on knife play, which everyone loved, so it turned out really good.
0: I am very, very excited. So, is there a link uh, for people who are local in the Los Angeles area that want to go to your party to go? Is there a FetLife group?
2: Yeah, if you, uh, I have a FetLife group, the Sweet Sadist High Protocol Party um, group page, and then also if you go to Nine Ten WeHo to their um, FET page, they'll have like all the links there that you can go to and check it out.
0: And then, of course, if you go into the events currently, you are actively doing the party every month, so there would be a post in the events section. Yes. Okay.
2: Yeah, if you, if you go to my MyMichelle um, and find me, uh, send me a, a little message, and I can give you all the information.
0: That's fantastic. So now that we have got your lovely party out of the way... Thank I, you. I just had so much joy when you filled out the questionnaire, because, <laughs> because Michelle, we can always depend on you to up the game a little bit, to, to, <laughs> oh, let us, you. to let us know, this is not for play play, sometimes this is for real, real, and... You put in, you know, there's one of the first questions in the questionnaire that listeners can uh, email me at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com to get is uh, a questionnaire that has a bunch of questions. And then, you know, we talk to you about it. So the first thing was, is there a scene that you've had recently that was like really hot, you know, funny or amusing or something? You know, tell me about a good scene you've had recently or something. And usually it's like, well, you know, this one time it's summer camp, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, ooh, was this hot spanking and whatever. And then I I saw the name and it said Miss Michelle, sweet sadist. And I'm like, this should be good. And you're like, well, you know, (laughs) casually I might have sewed a guy's mouth shut and then used him as a table and eaten tacos off his back. Well, you know I like tacos are my favorite. Tacos are amazing and when eaten mm-hmm. off the back of a male that you have just sewed his mouth shut. Well, I, it's don't tasty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be
2: disturbed. Don't want to be disturbed while I'm eating my tacos. That is
0: called efficiency <laughs> and forward <laughs> thinking. You're all because <laughs> I don't want no yammering table. <laughs> Come here boy. We're, we're going to do some preemptive non-yammering technique. So so now what did is was this thing planned all the way through or was it like I'm going to sew your mouth shut. And then you're like, God damn it, I want tacos. Get on your hands and knees.
2: No, it was it was planned. Uh, we had been talking about it for a while. And then I even did like a little um, testing on him on like how it would feel. Like I did just like I sewed just the corner of his mouth. Okay. And um, just to, so he would kind of have an idea of what it felt like first and we negotiated and we were like, okay, well, once I sew your mouth up, I want to keep you in that for a couple of hours, you know, uh, lead you around on collar and leash and just, um, have objectify you and use you and, and, um, you know, maybe have some tacos cause you know, I'll be hungry. Sure. Um,
0: All that work. Yeah.
2: yeah, And then, um, I, to end the scene, I took him, took the sutures out of his mouth, and then I proceeded to beat him. And then I actually used a scalpel and cut and carved into his flesh, you know, my boy, uh, Miss Michelle's property, you know, stuff like that. You
0: know, just the cute stuff.
2: Yeah, you know.
0: Just the cute stuff. So yeah. now are these, was this... Uh deep enough for scarring or were you just getting that little initial trickle of blood that that'll heal over a few months
2: um it it did scar for a little bit but now it's gone it it stayed for a couple of months so it was it was just a little past you know the little trickling of the blood because you know it did bleed quite a bit
0: see because everyone's skin is different so yeah now then is this just uh you know someone you met at a bus stop uh or you know just a random guy and you're like hey by the way uh we're gonna catch this uh, uh, yeah. the 340 in uh, 20 minutes and uh <laughs> you know i'm into some uh into some fun stuff what do you say you know
2: no it was my boy dare ted
0: okay now how long have you been with him
2: um i'm going uh it's just been past four years four years was in august
0: Okay, so this is this is a long-term relationship. This is not just yes. someone you randomly went online and said, "Hey, I want to do this." Not that that doesn't work, but
2: oh uh, yeah, no. But I have done stuff like that before.
0: Okay. So now, when so now, walk me through this <laughs> the stitching a little bit because I I have I have I've done a lot of needle play and I've done I've tapped mm-hmm. some veins. And, but I have not, Ooh. I have not, yeah, <laughs> the <laughs> best, the best is when you hit it and you don't know if you've hit it or not. You're like, oh, I think I am getting pretty close. And all of a sudden the blood's all, uh-huh. pew, <laughs> the room and you're like, hey, oh my god, I think you're I got
2: it. You're making my pussy wet.
0: Oh, I think I aye, got aye, it. Aye. And, uh, and then, of course, everything shut down. And so I'm going to have to go and relearn all of that stuff again. Um, yes. So, but now, is what is the thing about suturing? You have to use a special needle, obviously. It's like the little curvy one.
2: Yeah, it's the curved one. I used a C6 and I actually used uh, silk sutures just because I knew I wasn't going to, you know, leave it in there very long. And um, I could cut it off a lot easier with silk. Um, Sometimes gut sutures, they dissolve, but within 7 to 10 days. So I didn't want to leave them in that long.
0: So the gut ones are kind of like when you actually get an injury, they leave that in you. And those are called Mm -hmm. the dissolving stitches. Correct. They're made out of like animal uh, guts or something.
2: They are, yeah.
0: Nice. So that way you actually have like bonded with the pig. And then we Mm -hmm. can call you pig lip. Or cow, or cow lip or cowlip. <laughs> you know where right, you put the exactly. sutures. Y'all come here, pig lip <laughs> You're gonna start oinking yep. now from now on. Oh my god, that would actually be a lot of fun, humiliating moving forward. I like it. I like the gut. I sutures. like it. But no, the silk works really good. So now yeah. for the bottom, if you can obviously you've been with them for a while, so I'm sure you guys had a lot mm-hmm. of conversations about this uh following. So what was the experience like for him? Obviously, some people have really fantasized a lot about this. And a lot of people are completely like, what the fuck? <laughs> so can you give me a taste of what his experience was? Um,
2: during the, the suturing, um, he did get like that that head rush. Um, kind of like almost feel- he felt like he was going to faint. So I had to kind of stop, let him take a breath. And I kind of like found a way to get water down his throat uh, you know halfway on on the other half of the lip right and he just kind of took a breath and then when he was ready then I continued I spaced them out so it wasn't like super it wasn't like I was donning socks or anything right but it was just like it was like you know kind of spaced out and I did it along the vermilion border which is your lip line you know the where the girls put the lip liners on. So I did it on that. That way it wouldn't scar. I wouldn't put it uh, on the lip lips because that would have scarred. Right. But, um, and then I just kind of tied it off and he, you know, it took him a minute to kind of like get his bearings again. But then once he did it, he was definitely in that deep, deep submissive headspace. He was like really floaty. And we just kind of walked around and stuff. And then, um, I got everything, he got everything for me to set up the table. I, I always, for my bottoms, if they're going to be on the floor, I have them bring a towel or something to sit on. Right. And so he laid out the towel and then he got into position, or he got my tacos for me. Um, and then we kind of got in position. I, you know, put a little tablecloth on them and stuff like that and sat in the main room of Threshold while everyone was playing and had my tacos and had my like little, a uh, cup of water and would just sit there and ate them. And I would give him butt rubs and head scratches while I was eating. And, and he was like in total bliss because when he's in that headspace and he's like being my table, which he's done many a times before right. he will like sit there and kind of nod and, and kind of like dance around with his head to the music. And he's just, he's just totally blissed out. He loved it.
0: That's great. Yeah. That's a, and we've talked a lot about furniture play and object- that type of mm-hmm. objectification, and even in obviously you do a lot of degradation and humiliation. Sometimes that uh, furniture objectification isn't necessarily have to be degrading. It's it's right. like earth magic, kind of like you are. You have nothing to think about. You are nothing. But my table, you have a single purpose, and that is to exactly. support this plate. You have no responsibilities in your life. You are perfect in this moment as an inanimate mm-hmm. object. So, so yeah, yeah I've seen exactly. a lot of a lot of people bliss out on. it. Well, that's absolutely amazing. And then, so then, the taking it out uh, was that a painful experience for him, or
2: no? I um, I I kind of cut it like to where I can take the pieces out in smaller pieces rather than, like, cut one side and take it all out all long. So <laughs> I didn't do that to in. him. You know, I was nice. Tie it uh, off know, to a door. It, yeah, right. <laughs> Just slam it shut. No, you know, I took it out kind of bit by bit, Now I kind of, like, wiped his lips clean. It didn't really bleed that much. So I took him out little by little, the sutures, and then um, I proceeded to do some impact play. I kind of started with, you know, the spankings, then I amped up to the floggers, and then the canes, and then that that kind of like kept him in that good headspace. space, and, um, and I had him hoisted up with his arms over his head in the gel cell, and then I took my um, scalpel out, and I kind of like did a little tester cut just to kind of see how he would react, and then as I was cutting, I you know I love eye contact, so just like totally making eye contact with him, and um and just like would kind of repeat what I was saying to him, all sexy like you are mine, you're my boy, and then I would cut my boy. I'm like, and then I would like your uh, your you're Miss Michelle's property, and then I would put property of my Michelle, so or my Michelle's boy, or, you know whatever. Right, right. But you know I would kind of like reiterate it with um with what i was writing on him with what and say it to him
0: That's amazing.
2: I also would like um scrape the blood off and make him suck the blood off my fingers.
0: Ooh, a nice touch. Mm-hmm. A nice touch.
2: Yeah, you got to do that.
0: That sounds like an amazing scene and then of course you guys went and uh, played video games and got an ice cream cone. Of course. No, there was some we
2: aftercare. Got, we got we got chocolate cake and ice cream.
0: <laughs> you know, that would be... That's a pretty good scene, Ender. No, uh, so what was the aftercare like?
2: The aftercare was like just, you know, of course, cleaned them up with some um, alcohol peroxide or whatever just to kind of like dress his wounds and uh, made sure that the bleeding had stopped. And then... Um, I just kind of wrapped him up, and we sat on the couch and just kind of cuddled and talked. And I got him some food so that he, you know, wouldn't kind of go into like that aftercare shock, you know, right from uh, from just being too too spacey, which I've I've seen people do. But you know, I just got him some sugar and, and a little bit of protein, and and we just kind of cuddled and talked and stuff.
0: That is that is amazing. And so then the the follow up to that was, uh, what kind of conversations happened after that?
2: I checked in with him, you know I, I, I think that we did a weekend together that weekend so I was with him for uh, the next day for sure and you know we went and got breakfast we always like to go get pancakes or waffles and just kind of spend some time and then checked in with him the next day and, and asked him like how is everything healing and everything healed really nicely because I didn't go super deep um, he just made sure and kept Neosporin on the areas for the first week to make sure that he wouldn't get any infections or anything like that.
0: Wow. That's uh, that's one of those big wow scenes. That uh, definitely yeah. not light spanking. And once again, a light spanking is a phenomenal scene, and I've had phenomenal oh, yeah. scenes go with the lighter things. But every now and again, when you hear about a scene that... Th- it, this would be considered edgy, maybe a little, little edgy. Yeah, but just uh, so much fun, and it sounds like throughout the entire thing that you maintained that connection and that control of the situation
2: mm-hmm.
0: to where you were in touch with with where his head was at and made adjustments when you saw that that was necessary. And it sounds like an incredibly successful scene.
2: Thank you. Yeah, it was, it is one of my favorite ones.
0: That is wonderful. Well, we have enough time to go into another thing that you wrote on your questionnaire okay. that other peoples can fill out at uh, pervertedpodcast@gmail.com. Just email me and ask me for the questionnaire and I will send that to you. But you would put one when I'm like something that went wrong. Uh, in a scene that maybe communication could fix, and yeah, you said
2: I was playing with that. Everyone knows that he's my dental fetish boy. Um, we was fucking around in his mouth as per usual, and I said something along the lines of like, "Your mouth is so pretty. I bet you would really be good at sucking cock." And he just kind of looked at me. I'm like, I bet you'd be really good at sucking a big black cock, wouldn't you? And his eyes just kind of got big. And then I could feel his heartbeat. It just started racing. And then he just kind of went, uh, yellow. I'm like, okay. And I just kind of looked at him. Are you okay? He's like, I just, I just need a minute. So I sat him up and, you know, took my fingers out of his mouth, of course and we just i'm like what happened what what's wrong and he's like uh you know i I, there's not there's nothing wrong with you know sucking cock and you know there's nothing wrong with black cocks i i you know that's all fine and good but that's not something that i'm into and and i just don't want to be disrespectful but i just really like that i'm like oh i am so sorry i go you know what (laughs) we didn't really negotiate that or talk about that i'm so sorry and um You know, uh, that's my bad I I promise not to ever do that again If you want to stop the scene, I totally understand He's like, no, just just give me a minute I'm like, okay, you know, I got his water I sat next to him, rubbed his back Told him he was a good boy And I thanked him for telling me You know, and and, uh, to the bottom of my heart Really, honestly, I'm like I'm so happy that he did say something And he felt safe enough with me to speak up Um, Because I didn't want, I would never want to degrade someone in a way that they don't like or that they, that would hurt them in in that way. And he felt comfortable enough to continue the scene. And we had, uh, the rest of the scene was amazing. And uh, the aftercare, we talked about it. And he was like, you know, I'm really glad that we're good enough friends to where I can stay something to you that I don't like and that you don't shame me for it and that you don't make me feel bad for speaking up and that we're just such great friends and we're sitting here now talking about it all and and I don't feel uncomfortable at all I'm like, well of course Ed you know I love you you know you're you're a good boy you you deserve nothing but the best and you know apologized again and checked on them the next day and you know I always like to check on my bottoms at least for the for the next three days just to make sure and then um and he was good he was fine he was like you know and we even talk now um and he's like oh you're such a good friend i really you know enjoy you i really like you so so yeah it's that was my bad you know i just like got a little carried away with things and (laughs) and i should have known better I should have known better. Then you know...
0: You're going yeah. to get to that force buy. Yeah, that's... I mean...
2: Uh, I love forced buy. <laughs> it's Apparently. so sexy and yummy. And I just couldn't help myself. I, I, that was on me, though.
0: <laughs> well, here's... I mean, I listened to this uh, situation. And surely it worked out. Because this is, once again, this is somebody you had established a lot of play with. Mm-hmm. You've spent a lot of time with this. And... They felt very comfortable uh, sharing that, hey, this is actually not something I'm into as far as the degradation and stuff like that. You worked yeah. through it. Obviously, yeah. you admitted to all, hey, yep, yeah, sorry I got carried away. That I just realized we didn't actually negotiate that because that is a thing for people, That especially when yeah. you're dealing with humiliation and whatever. There are things people like in humiliation and there are things people don't. Some people like sexual humiliation and some people Mm -hmm. are like like all the types of humiliation. Uh, But even that has certain limits. You know, I I don't want you to tell me that I'm a disappointment to my parents because I I was a disappointment to my parents or, you know, whatever. Everyone has the right to have their personal limit or what they like and what they don't like
2: just because i like it doesn't mean that he has to like it so
0: yeah absolutely and it and it wasn't that like you said if that would have been something that you would have negotiated to where he said i don't like that but i like that you like that because obviously that's a a type of submission too then that's one thing but Mm -hmm. uh everyone deserves to have their personal limit And the only thing that I want to add, like in your situation, you explained him going, oh, well, I'm glad I felt comfortable enough because of you that I could speak up. And what I want to interject is I would like to get to the day to where all bottoms, regardless of how comfortable the topper dom makes them feel, that they know that they have the right to self-advocate for themselves.
2: Yes, exactly.
0: You have always been really good in all the scenes that I've seen you play, and the scenes that you've talked about. That you have always been able to take that step back and make adjustments. And of course, just like just like now, it it takes a level of maturity to not be a douche and say, "Oh, well, you know, blah blah." blah. You just said, "Hey, that was my bad. I got carried away." Mm-hmm. You apologize for for the error. And it was, you were able to move on be, because of it. Good job. I like it. I like the story. Terrifying.
2: Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Thank Fingers you. in your mouth, <laughs> and they're like, oh, you're like, uh, uh, and you're like, I'm going to shove a cock in here. I don't, I don't, want, I don't, know. I don't I'm going <laughs> to shove a lot of cock in there. I, <laughs> I can't hear you. I don't know. <laughs> I
2: can't hear you. All I hear is, hello, oh, hello. <laughs>
0: That's awesome Oh Oh my Michelle I do miss having you around You are a lot of fun to talk to
2: Two sharks in the ocean
0: Two sharks Wait a minute in our shark gang You were a Uh You were a tiger or a bull shark
2: Bull shark
0: You were the bull shark I, mean, I think mm. I was Black Tip. I think so. Yeah. How horrible to lose your shark identity because you've been away from being a shark for so long. I'm actually.
2: I know.
0: Let us lament that. We need to get back into the shark, the shark gang. I don't know. We should call it a gang, but we were sharks. We, we were really? sharks once. Then Michelle. Ha, ha ha. Back in the day, you <laughs> were a bull shark, and I was the mighty Black Tip. <laughs> And one day we shall swim in the oceans (laughs) of perversion again. And it'll be great. Yes. (laughs) My Michelle, I I hope uh, you can come back real soon. And, uh, you know, when Kathy finishes her vacation, uh, it'd be great at some point to get us all together. Which uh, oh, I think Oh, in
2: real life, I would love that.
0: Yeah, like in real life, like where we all sit and talk like we did the last time at Threshold. That was a lot of fun. Well, I guess we will be talking to you soon. We're gonna get out to closing this hair shoe.
2: Alright. Thank you so much for having me. I miss I miss doing this so much. Always have so much fun with you.
0: <laughs> Look at the excitement. Oh my god. <laughs> that is show three. Show. You did a show. you sat in on a whole show you're you went look at how you have evolved young jedi you have gone from the padawan to the jedi i guess Fuck <laughs> it. that's show 332 it has been an exciting time thank you so much to my lovely uh step in uh co-host path girl and then of course thank you to my michelle for scaring the living shit out of 90 percent of the people that are listening including myself <laughs> If you liked what you heard and you would like to support perverted podcast, please give us five bucks. If you give a fuck, you can go to patreon.com slash perverted podcast. If you have any questions, bitches, comments, or you want to jack me off into a little cup for a scientific experiment, email us at pervertedpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. And of course, that is very important to uh, help the show move along. Path Girl, do you have any quick closing comments?
1: No, it has been awesome, and thank you for having me. It's been a blast.
0: It's been a blast? Well, then, goddammit, I guess we'll see you next week for show 333. Woo! Do you like your cafe latte with lots of steam and frothy milk? I do so like my cafe latte with the chocolate biscotti and a pretty cup. Oh, yeah! jolly time we read our horoscopes and complain about our parents and we read our death poetry at the open mic oh yeah I'll go to school. But since mommy and daddy pay the rent, it's funner to sit around and talk about what is cool. For sure. So if you like your cafe latte, just come on down and have a cup. If you are cool, you can sit at our table, and I'll be your friend if you loan me a buck yeah!